Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I want to get into the word this morning. I'm excited to bring it. How many of you guys got to be at church on Wednesday night over at San Marcos? Got to be there. What a great time in worship, great time in the presence of God. And I just want to encourage you, uh, do everything you can. Make kind of that Wednesday night just a, a priority on the calendar is just being together. And Wednesday night's a little bit more chill, a little more free flow. We get a chance to just really kind of lean into some of those moments. And uh, so it's fun. We do that on Sunday too. But, um, but Wednesday just has a little bit more, you know. You know, no holds barred. We just kind of send it. So that was that was a fun time. We're going to continue in that vein of talking about the Holy Spirit, though. Galatians chapter five and verse sixteen says this: "So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other." Right? This is, this is intense language. There is a, an opposition. There is a conflict going on between your flesh and the Spirit of God, between what the world wants and what God wants in our life, so that you do not do whatever you want. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, not obvious to the current culture, obviously, or narratives, but obvious if you read God's word, there's sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. Don't nudge each other right now. This isn't the time, okay? Uh, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. You, you would think that, like, oh, you got to put orgies in there. And then you're like, our world's crazy right now. Our world is 100% doing this kind of crap, right? I warn you, it goes on, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I want to talk um, out out of this concept of let us keep in step with the Spirit because that we have a world that is constantly trying to get us out of step, right? Constantly trying to pull us off track. Hey, the Spirit is doing this. The world is in opposition to that and always trying to get you and me to leave the path that God has and get out of step, to get out of sync with what God is trying to do in our life, constantly pulling us off track. And when you look at the 
uh, Old Testament, all throughout Scripture, constantly what you'll see a narrative where God will send the prophets or send the judges to his people in throughout the, the Old Testament where they're basically saying, hey, guys, you got out of step, right? You got out. Get, get back. Get back in line. Get back where God has you. Get back into protection. Get back into God's way, into God's will. And, and there's a, a constant tension there because the enemy is always trying to get you and me to get out of step, right? Always trying to get you and me to get out of place. So I was thinking about this, this idea and the, the phrase, uh, stay in the pocket, came to mind. Have you ever heard that phrase, you got to stay in the pocket? And I think I first maybe heard it in more of like a sport type of terminology. And, uh, but you could use it in a lot of places. But the, the first analogy when you look for the definition of that idea is actually a musical term. So to stay in the pocket, here's the definition. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. <laughs> when you have a microphone and you're on the stage, weird stuff comes out of your mouth. Okay? Things happen. Stop judging me. Okay. <laughs> it's way more fun to call it out. You know what I mean? Way more fun. Because you guys are already making fun of me in your hearts. So I thought at least I'd bring it out in public. All right. To re- the definition. To remain rhythmically complimentary to other musicians, or to the song itself. Here's like a quote that explains it. Don't go off on some weird experimental solo, Tom. I just love that the definition, like, picked a name. You know what I mean? Like, not just general. It's like, come on, Tom. Stop going weird. Stay in the pocket, Tom. So it says, don't go off on some weird experimental solo, Tom. This is an ensemble piece, so stay in the pocket. And so that whole idea of as as a band is playing together, if you could go way off on your own, completely disconnected, completely off on some other deal, it's like you can't, you're not in rhythm with the band of, hey, the band needs to go this way. We need to lead this way. We need to we, we need to go in this direction. And all you're over here just doing your own thing. And the band's like, where you got out of pocket. Get back here. <laughs> like, like rejoin the band. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are, you, what are you doing, you know? And to be able to stay in rhythm, to be able to stay in unison, you know, stop, you know, playing a different song. And, and what I felt God say is, hey, we need to learn how to stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit has got a flow. He's trying to lead us somewhere. He's trying to do something. He's creating a song, so to speak, in our lives. And the question is, are we going to stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, or are we off out here doing some crazy experimental thing like Tom? Sorry if your name's Tom. Oh, Tom, my bad dog. First service, there was nobody named Tom. Tom, what's up? This isn't about you, although your wife did text me, okay? There's a couple key notes you want to pay attention to, so. <laughs> Stay in the pocket, Tom. Okay. Oh, sorry, Tom. Darn it. This worked better when there wasn't somebody named Tom. It's all right. But maybe it's a work. So, you know, uh, honestly, we want to stay in that flow with the Holy Spirit. We want to stay in sync 
not just trying to do our own thing, trying to just, I'm off doing my own life, living my own way, and, and just whatever I feel like and whatever I want and however I want to live. No, no, I'm going to stay in the pocket. I'm going to stay in sync. I want to stay like that scripture says, stay in step, right, with the Holy Spirit. Stay in a rhythm with him. Right? We, you know, a lot of times when I think about following the Holy Spirit, I think of this idea of being yielded to the Holy Spirit. Right? The, that, that's the concept where it's not that we're sitting around. Where some Christians get weird about following the Holy Spirit is just sitting around doing nothing until you feel like the Holy Spirit tells you something. That doesn't work. Okay? That doesn't work well. It's better to stay in a, a motion, a forward motion posture because God has given us all kinds of mandates, directions. There's no reason for any of us to be doing nothing. We, have, we already have mission, mandate, strategy, things God's told us to do. But as I'm in an active posture, actively doing the will of God that I know he's revealed to me, I need to stay yielded. In the sense, like literally like a yield sign when you're driving, right? I don't, I don't stop at a yield sign. I slow down enough to read the moment to go, are we good? Do I progress? Do I stop? Do I need to slow down? What, what's going on? It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. I'm actively pursuing what God has called me to do, but I'm staying yielded to the Holy Spirit to respond. You know what I mean? Hey, maybe I need to slow down right now. Maybe I need to speed up. God's saying go left. I've been going right. You know, God's trying to guide and direct me, and I need to stay in the pocket to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to do, right? We get ourselves in trouble when we're just kind of living our own life. And I don't know if you know this, but Christianity is not about just staying in the pocket on Sunday for an hour and a half (laughs) on Sunday morning. All right, we're in the pocket. We love it. Maybe Wednesday night, if you're feeling wild, you might come out and get in the pocket. Right? But th- that's not how this life is designed to work, right? I need to, I need to live in this zone that Monday I, I'm walking with the Spirit. And Tuesday I'm in the Spirit, right? And Wednesday I'm in the Spirit and I'm staying in the pocket with what God is trying to do. Amen? So let me give you a couple of things to help us stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit. Not in the Holy Spirit's pocket. Not, it's not weird like that. Stay in the pocket. Stay in sync. Stay in a flow. Stop being weird, you guys. You're laughing in the front row about something. Again, refer to the beginning of my message with the things that you say accidentally with the microphone. Okay, number one, be responsive. <laughs> Some of you guys didn't get what they're laughing about because you're so pure. You know what I mean? And your hearts are in the right place. Number one, be responsive. Be responsive. In the Amplified Version of Galatians uh, 5.16, those first verses I read, it says this. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. Then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature. We, we have to learn that it kind of gives us a couple things. Habitually live in, right? So make it your habit. Make it your practice. Make it consistent. Again, it's not just a once a week thing. Every day I'm in the presence of God. Every day I'm going to encounter God. Every day I'm going to lean in, right? But it's not enough just to lean in. i got to be responsive. So if God's saying something to me, I need to start listening, right? 
I need to lean into what God is saying. I need to obey when God is speaking to me. I need to make changes if God is telling me to make changes. I need to adjust. I need to be responsive to the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in my life. And if I do that, then I'm going to stay in that flow with him. I'm going to stay navigating through seasons of life. And I find that a lot of times, you know, maybe we wish God would give us all the plans for the next 10, 20 years. I've, I've not really seen that uh, as far as how the Holy Spirit works with us. It's usually your word is a lamp into my feet <laughs> and a light into my path, right? Just a lot of times it's next steps that he guides us with, right? And we're just kind of engaging with him in this flow and staying in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times it's just simple next steps, little things that he's guiding us in. And I found too that like like any parent or boss or coach or, you know, leader of any kind, a teacher, when you try to speak to somebody and you're giving direction and you're giving guidance, but they won't respond to it, you kind of stop talking, you know? And I feel like, you know, Yes, God is always wanting to speak to us, but sometimes I think we get this idea that God is just like a never trail of just like talking, whether someone's listening or not. That, that's not God's not just up there just talking randomly and hoping people tune in and out like he's a radio station, right? He's talking to you if you're talking to him and if you're being responsive to him, right? But if the Holy Spirit is talking to me, and I'm being unresponsive, he's going to be like, all right, all right, go, go ahead, enjoy whatever that mess creates for yourself, right? If I'm unresponsive at some point, God just, and you see that throughout the Bible where God is trying to guide, he's trying to speak, he's trying to lead, he's trying to encourage, he's trying to challenge. And then at some point when his people just reject him and go their own way and live their own life, he just kind of goes, all right. <laughs> and then that's when the enemies come in. That's when they get taken over. That's when they would get attacked and they would be left unprotected because God is attempting to engage with them and trying to keep them in the pocket, right? Trying to keep them in that flow but it's like they, they don't want to live their own life. They want to do their own thing, and they get out from underneath the protection that the Holy Spirit is trying to guide and trying to keep us in. And when we are unresponsive, at some point, God just kind of has to go, all right. And if I were you, I'd try to stay out of the, yeah, all right, spot. I'm going to do my best to not ever be in that spot. I don't want God to have to be like, sorry, okay, have fun. See how that works, <laughs> right? What was that show there? I would say, how's that working for you? That was Dr. Phil. He's weird now, but that's all good. Uh, but that phrase, how's that working for you, right? That was like, that's a pretty good phrase when people are like, I'm going to do this. Well, how's that working, right? And a lot of times God will do that. And it's actually his grace that he does that because he only allows us to stay in un- unchecked dysfunction for so long. Uh, it's like his covering and his grace covers. And at some point, because he loves you, he actually removes his hand so that you can experience the consequences of the dumb decisions you're making for the purpose of restoration, for the purpose of grace, right? 
So that's always God's intention. God never does this because he's like, well, you know, like, like he's out to get you. He loves it. Yeah, I enjoy that. No. He, he does it. All right, you ask for it, but also he knows this is the cycle of how you get to your heart back to him, right? Because we've been unresponsive, unresponsive, doing our own thing, living our own life, resisting, resisting, resisting. God goes, all right. Then all of a sudden we experience the extreme pain of all of that unresponsiveness and finally gets us back to a place where we go, okay, God, I'm sorry. And here I am, hearts open, ready to respond to what you have for me, right? So if we can stay responsive to the Holy Spirit, right, when he's leading and guiding us, we stay in the pocket. We stay in that place with God. So let's keep responding. Let's keep responding. Let's keep in obedience. Let's keep saying yes to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen? All right, here's, here's the next thing. Uh, stay on guard. Stay on guard. So uh, one of the, the verses we just read, it says, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. The spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other. So I think it's important as we're trying to stay in rhythm with the spirit that we don't have some sort of weird idea that we can kind of mesh cultural ideologies and morality and biblical morality and try to put them all together and make our own version of what we think following the Holy Spirit is. Right? We can't do that. That that doesn't work. They're literally opposing ideas. Right? They're in opposition. That's why it's weird when people will say stuff like, I'm a Christian, but I'm also pro-choice. No, those are in conflict. Like, there's no room for that. If somebody claims that, run from that person. They are they are chaos in motion. They are a different, like, I mean, Try to preach the gospel to them, get them actually saved. But run from them in the sense of alignment, connection. There's no agreement there because they are double-minded. They're off track. They're unstable, right? When you are trying to adopt two opposing viewpoints, assuming you're not going to create chaos for yourself, it doesn't work. There's a conflict. There's a resistance. There's a battle. Literally what your spirit wants and what the enemy and the flesh in you wants oppose each other. This is why we have to crucify our flesh. That's why we have to die to ourself, right? And allow the spirit to live in us. Allow the spirit of God to flow through us. But stay on guard. Let's not just assume like, oh yeah, just whatever messaging comes our way, whatever shows and whatever music and whatever is kind of just, no, we've got to be on guard. There, there are opposing things that are coming to con, uh, uh, assault what God is doing in your life, right? And we can't just assume, ah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, no, stay on guard, right? If we want to stay in flow with the Spirit, we have to learn how to recognize what is contrary to what God's Word says and what the Spirit of God is saying. And I like to think of it like this. How do I know when some messaging coming my way or an ideology or even a personal feeling or instinct or desire, how do I know if it's godly or not? How do I know if it's in conflict with the Word of God or in alignment with the Word of God or with what the Spirit is trying to do in my life? It's I have to have more engagement with this, right? It's simple, but there's no shortcut to it, right? There's no shortcut to it. Even if you 2x, 4x, 10x speed your Bible reading plan to get through the whole thing, it's not like that. It's like I have to live, when I live in the Word and the Word lives in me, 
then I can start seeing clearly, right? Right? That's when I start seeing. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. They're hoping for tacos afterward. And uh, you're on the right track. You know what I mean? We're going out to lunch with these guys right here. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this, right? The Holy Spirit inspired the writers, right? It's God-breathed. It's inspired, right? So if I want to better understand the Holy Spirit, right, I just I have to read this more. It's the same author, right? Same author, right? And so um, if I'm like, man, I don't know. Is that me? Is it just my emotions? Is it my thoughts? Is, it, well, yeah, is this God or not? More time here, more time here, more time here. Because when you read a certain author's writing, you get, it, there becomes like a, a personality to that writing, right? And you're like, oh, I, oh that, man, that's so C.S. Lewis. Okay, oh, man, that's just how he writes. It's his style. It's his writing style. And it's like you can hear the voice of that author the more familiar you are with that author's content, right? And so the same thing, man, there, there's, a, there's a signature, there's a personality, there's a style in God's word. And so the more familiar I am with, with the writings of the Holy Spirit, then when the Holy Spirit talks, I'm like, oh, I've heard that. Oh, yeah, 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 I recognize that voice. Man, that, that's got God all over. That's, that's his style. That's his flow, right? So stay on guard by getting God's word into my life so I can know what's true, what's lies, and I can stand against it. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Listen, not everyone's getting tacos. Calm down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's too late. That was a one-time offer. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Shake it off. Shake it off is point three. Shake it off. This is not a Taylor Swift endorsement, but uh, shake it off is, is something, if you're going to keep in flow with the spirit, you're going to stay in the pocket, uh, you have to learn how to get rid of things that, like, clog up your ability to hear the voice of God. And um, there's a really uh, great illustration of this. When Jesus is sending his disciples out two by two, to, to go and, and to kind of prepare the way in advance for the ministry that Jesus was going to start doing. He says, hey, when you go into a town, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet, off your sandals, and move on to the next town, right? And I think part of that is, you know, if, if you're being, if someone's not receiving you, if there's a, kind of an offense towards you or something that gets on you, it has the ability to start building up, Right? just gets caked up, right? Like whether it be your sandals, or I think of it more like the air filter of your heart, right? The air filter like in a home or in a vehicle, you know, the car can kind of still run and the home can still, the AC unit still kind of works, but you start making it have to work harder than it should and it's not as effective as it could be, right? And it's gonna ultimately could literally choke out the life of that vehicle, that's trying to run with a backed up filter, with a clogged filter. And our lives are very much like that. We have to keep allowing God to help me clear those things out of my heart, right? And all the stuff that it says, that the sinful desires, right? All the big old list of, of, of pain and brokenness, some of it dysfunction, some of it intentional sins, right? Uh, hurts, envy, all this kind of stuff 
if I'm not careful, that's, that builds up layer by layer by layer. Before you know, the, I just, I'm not running like I should. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not operating like I should. I, I'm, I'm slowed down. I'm ineffective. I'm, I'm, I'm just literally on the path towards destroying myself when I don't keep the, my heart clean. I can't stay in the pocket with the Holy Spirit if I've got all these things that are stopping me from being able to receive and hear from the Holy Spirit, right? So we got to learn how to keep that filter clean, right? we got to learn how to constantly shake the dust off. we got to learn how to just keep that stuff free from our hearts, unclog those things in our life so that we can keep the, that fresh wind of the Spirit, that fresh breath of God, the fresh just life of God flowing through us and flowing through our spirit, right? And you know what? Guess what? We're all there. We're humans. We have stuff. <laughs> whether it be in marriage, whether it be in friendships, whether it be in work environments, whether it be in health stuff, whether it be disappointments, whether it be past traumas. I mean, there's so many things that can come to try to clog our hearts, and we have to ask God to help us to continue to shake that off, continue to clean our hearts out. And one of the things I, I was thinking specifically around this, you know, if, if you've got some sort of stain that's really in a piece of clothing, you're going to go through some type of treatment process, right, it, you know, to some stain remover, and then it's going to soak maybe so it kind of begins to break down the food or the stain of whatever it is that's kind of gro- grabbed itself onto that, that material. But a little bit of time soaking helps to, right, like loosen that up. Break it off so that it can, it can kind of get rid of. And I find that that's, that's time in the presence of God is, is one of the greatest kind of stain removers, <laughs> right? Things that got caught in our heart. <sighs> you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of counseling. I'm a big fan of deliverance. I, I'm a fan of all that kind of stuff, right? It's great. Use it, need it, loved it. It's benefited me, my family, many of us in this room, right? But sometimes <laughs> you just need you and the presence of God. You know what I mean? Just this year, you know. And oftentimes that's, you know, that's, that's the only thing that can really get in there and break some things up, you know. But we, we got we to gotta put ourselves in that place. So that's kind of the last thought. It, when we're staying in the pocket with the Holy Spirit, it's actually, it is that positioning. It is that staying connected, that communion. Second Corinthians says that there's kind of a closing prayer. I pray that you may know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That means connection, closeness, partnership, intimacy there with God. So I found that that one of the greatest ways to stay in step and to break those things off is just to be in the presence of God. It's simple, but that's the place you gotta, you gotta put yourself in. You gotta position yourself there. You gotta be intentional about that. Um, don't, don't make Sunday morning or even a Wednesday night the only time you're getting in the presence of God. The only time you're hearing from the word of God, the only time maybe you're praying or worshiping, don't let this be the only time, right? I mean, unless you're doing an intentional fast, you're probably not only eating a meal once a week, right? I like food too much. I'm going to try to eat several times today. You know what I mean? 
Tacos are definitely happening for a very select few. See, and the rest of you guys get to work on dusting off bitterness, you know. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what our schedule is. I'm going to talk to my wife, so let's not get too caught up in that. May, that may not really be happening. Okay, just to be honest. I haven't verified calendars. No take backs. <laughs> well, it will happen at some point. I'm just saying. My wife is, hasn't given me a green light on what I'm doing uh, for lunch today, so... Um, stay in the presence of God. Stay in these places where we can just allow his presence to speak to us, right? Staying in the word of God. Literally, if, if you don't have worship as a consistent part of your week, just playing on your Spotify or iTunes, you know, playlists, like let worship be a key part of your week. I mean, I love all kinds of genres of music, but the main intake I'm going to try to have in on a daily basis, I want worship. That's what makes my heart come alive. That's what makes my, that's what purifies my heart, keeps me, keeps my soul fresh. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I, I love all the redneck songs in country music. I'm a big fan, uh, big fan of, of that, pretending like I'm a redneck and stuff. But that don't feel, that don't fuel my soul ultimately. I mean, it's fun and it's funny. But I need worship because <laughs> there's something different about that. It's, it's something different. When, when my heart is tuned into the presence of God, focusing on him and worshiping and honoring him, it, it's, like, it's like it brings my life into an alignment that nothing else can. No, no other music does that. No, no other style, no other, no other genre. It's only when I'm worshiping my creator, when I'm worshiping my heavenly father, that it does something to my heart. You know what I mean? It just keeps me close. And if I'm going to stay in rhythm, then you, we, we got to spend time with God, right? That might sound obvious, but a lot of times we just get let life distract us, get us so busy. It's like, no, just, no, you, you got to spend time with God. You, you got to be in his word. You got to be in his presence. We got to worship, right? And when we're in those places, okay, now, I can hear God. And if you're thinking of like kind of that rhythm of music, that rhythm of a, a score that I'm trying to stay in the pocket with kind of the music director for a moment, I, I'm staying in that flow. I don't, I don't want to be way, you know, way off of my own thing, disconnected from the spirit of God. I want to stay in that pocket as I'm in his presence, I'm hearing God, I'm keeping my heart fresh. Then it's like I can hear God say, okay, go this way. Oh, wait, don't do that. Hey, warning, that's a conflict. You want to stay away from that over here, right? I'm able to stay in a, in a place of peace. I'm able to stay in a rhythm where God is able to speak to me and guide me and lead me. And, and that's, that's where life flows, right? Wherever the, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? So a lot of times our lives get chaotic because we're out of pocket with the spirit of God. But when we get back in that flow, it's like, ah, there's freedom there. There's life there. And your circumstances, I'm not saying your circumstances are all going to be perfectly, magically fixed or changed. That doesn't matter because life flows from the inside out, right? Life flows from, from the spirit out. I'm not like trying to out here, trying to find peace, trying to find patience, trying to find joy, right? Trying to find love. I'm not trying. That's not how 
the fruits of the Spirit flow in our life, right? It, it's out of time with the presence of God. Um, in the Amplified, verse 22, I'll read that and then we'll pray. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, and here's the, the brackets where it expands on the meaning of that text. It says, the result of his presence within us. The fruit of the Spirit is the result of his presence in us. That, that It's the result. So I'm not up every day going, I need to be more loving. I need to have more joy. I need to have more patience. Ah! You wear yourself out like that. That's so performance. Ah, I got to be better. Ah! No. All of that stuff you want in your life, which I want it. I want it for you. I want it for me. Right? But all that stuff is a result of his presence within us. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. His presence is here. Therefore, we are being changed. We are being transformed right now in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just give a couple opportunities just to engage with this message, and then, and then we'll head out here in just a minute. But, you know, at first, if, you know, I was talking about responsiveness, you know, like, if you feel like, oh, I just, I haven't been in a responsive flow with the Holy Spirit, you know, just lift your hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll, I'll add on to that. Maybe um, you're like, well, I don't know if I'm responding or not because I'm not really feeling like I'm hearing him right now, right? So maybe there's just, I need to, be more intentional, be where he's at, spending time with God. Maybe that's you to lift up your hand. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for my friends, God. I thank you that moments like this where if we've been unresponsive to you in your voice, God, we repent. We confess that. We want our lives in alignment. We want to stay in the pocket with your presence, God. I want to stay in the pocket with your spirit, with what you're doing and how you're guiding us. Thank you, Jesus. We commit again this morning. We're going to respond to your leading. We're yielded to your will, to your purpose, to your plan for our life. When you speak, we're here to say, yes, sir. We're here to follow. We're here to say our life is surrendered to your purpose. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, one of the other areas where we um, we're just talking is is if it feels like there's stuff that's kind of clogged up your heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like residue of stuff, little by little. Could be recent, could be past stuff, and it just feels like it's kind of choking out your ability to hear God or feel the presence of God. Just lift up your hands. I want to pray with you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to heal. He's such a, such a good God. 
he's so faithful. He's so, he's so good to minister to us. And I said this in the first service because I, I feel this as well is that we're going to pray here and, and God does things in this moment. But like I was saying earlier, sometimes these things that feel like they clog up our heart are going to soften with just time in his presence. So there's going to be some things that happen in a moment right now. And there's going to be some things that are just going to happen as you just be with God and you just are in worship and you're just allowing him to just kind of soak and soften those stains and those things that have tried to grip onto your heart, your soul. But Father, I thank you for every one of my friends right now who feel like they've got those things that may be clogging their ability to hear you or just hurts and pains. Father, I pray for healing. I pray for life. I pray for peace. I thank you, God, that you are setting us free. You're giving us life and life to the full. We invite you, Holy Spirit, begin to soften, begin to heal, begin to remove those things that we've maybe allowed to stay on our heart too long. If there's been any unforgiveness, if there's been any pains, if there's been things that we've held on to, Father, we release those this morning. We release those to you and we say, Holy Spirit, come and heal. Come and minister life and life to the full. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Yeah, he's so good. The Bible says that he is near to the brokenhearted. I just want you to rem- remember that. When you're going through things and you feel overwhelmed and feel pain and you feel heaviness, God is not distant from you. He sees you. He knows your situation. And he is close to you. He's close to you right now. You're not alone. <laughs> you're not abandoned. You're not disconnected. He is responding to you. He is close to you. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you, Lord, for peace. Thank you, Lord, for for uh, a freshness. I just pray that it's like it's like your your lungs are going to fill with air again because there's going to be things that are going to begin to be unclogged right now in Jesus' name. You're going to breathe better. You're going to breathe stronger. You're going to you're just you're going to be able to run because you're not going to have sort of like a spiritual asthma that's kind of stopping your heart in the name of jesus freedom life healing peace in jesus name in jesus name thank you holy spirit thank you for your goodness thank you for your mercy amen and amen amen you know with just everybody's head bowed and eyes closed one more moment i want to ask the final and most important question that all of us as humans have to decide is, will we respond to what Jesus did on the cross, right? Many of us in this room already have, but if you're here this morning and you've not yet made a decision to follow Christ, then I want to give you that chance. You've not yet made a decision to surrender to him as the Lord of your life, right? Not just like I've heard about it or I know God or I'm religious or I'm into faith or I generally believe, but have you surrendered your life to Christ? Or have you done that and said, Jesus, heal me, save me, forgive me, set me free and bring me close to you? Have you done that yet? That's the the most important question we all have to ask and answer. 
And some of you, maybe it's going to be the very first time today that you're going, man, that's me. I need to do that. Even if you've been around church for a while, I'm not asking, have you, do you come to church a lot? I'm asking, have you given your life to Christ? And that's, that's different, right? But maybe you've done that, but you've run and you've been away from God. And today is actually a day where you're feeling stirred to kind of recommit to that decision that you made and re sort of surrender your will to God's again. Count of three, if that's you, just lift up your hand. One, two, three. Say, that's me. I need to surrender my life to Christ. I need to say yes to following Jesus with everything that I have. Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Amazing. Anybody else? So good. What a great opportunity. In a moment like this, to respond to Christ, so proud of you, several of you guys here this morning. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray together, all of us together. And those of you who just raise your hands, I want you to pray just with conviction, knowing that God hears you, He loves you, He's responding to you, and He's setting you free, He's bringing you close. So everyone say this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin and raising him from the dead to give me life. Jesus, I surrender to you. I follow you with all my heart for the rest of my life. Fill me up with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.